Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. We got a whole bunch of topics. Kluber signed with the Yanks. Lester went to the Nats. Porter kicked himself off the Mets for being a creep and a bunch of other fun stuff. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Thank you very much for joining us on this fantastic Tuesday afternoon. My name's Jimmy. I'm coming to you from the Bronx. Jake's here. He's in the Bronx as well. BBD's in the corner. He's also in the Bronx. And Trev is in California. So we're in the Bronx, the nitty gritty, just grinding, uh, stepping on gum, picking gum off the street and chewing it for substance. And Trev is in California, sitting pretty, looking good. It's accurate. Okay. okay. I will say it's a little windy today, though, Jim. So I'm not super excited on the weather. That's brutal, man. Cards. They're high. That's brutal. I enjoy them. Yeah. Uh, wind advisory all day today. Fire weather, earthquake weather. You name it, it's that kind of weather today mm. for us. So I'm on alert. I'm on uh, the cert team for my neighborhood which is like a the cert um, cert like certainly don't trust this guy certified emergency response team oh oh it's like a beefed up neighborhood watch because we already have security do you have a uh, badass flashlight like yes. a flashlight that feels more like a weapon than a flashlight Come on. i have also the headlamp um, oh, no i'm trained to be, be responsible let teddy wear the headlamp Oh, headlamps, Jim, are like next level. I'd, I'd really, if you don't have one, you should get one. I'll send you one. Cool if you want to read while you fight crime. Or just have your hands. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Jake, how are you doing? James, Trevor, David Mendelson, live with the Patreon people. Hope everyone's doing well. Uh, baseball cooking with gas again, hot in the streets, partially for the wrong reasons today as well, but. There is a ton of good baseball movement, a lot of fun signings, a lot of couple reliable lefties on the move, Jim, which I know you're looking for, so I'm good. Yeah, we I, we left the office yesterday, and I um, I didn't say to BBD, and I was like, man, what are we going to talk about on Talking Baseball tomorrow? And then last night, like at late night, we got a three-way trade. Yep. We got Lester. And then we got Porter. And I was like, okay, there's three huge topics right there. And you and I have mentally kind of moved past Kluber because we did some live talking Yank stuff on it. But, yeah, the, the Kluber for the talking baseball people, we got to get there. So when you start doing that, a lot of arm movement still, three-way trade, and then uh, a human idiot arose we, we this morning. We haven't talked about Kluber? No, we, no we, did, we did a lot of Kluber talk last episode, but I was saying that the White Red Sox should get him and not a team in contention. So, I mean, we got to discuss that. Before we do any of that, this episode is brought to you by the shop at John Boy Media. Shop.johnboymedia.com. There's currently a big discount going on. The code is winter, and all of our sweaters, holiday sweaters, regular sweaters, are 25% off with code winter. We've got designs for whatever you're looking for. You can wrap your team. You can wrap your favorite player. You can wrap your favorite podcast, your favorite show on the network, or you can just get yourself a Jake suck shirt, which kind of does everything you're looking for in one. The discount is only going to be live for one week. So make sure to act fast shop.johnboymedia.com. Find your sweater and use code winter at checkout for 25% 
off. I've been saying if you've ever been cold, go look at them. And That's not what you've been saying. You've been saying if you've ever been cold, go buy one. Well, oh, yeah. And uh, the first one that got bought the other day was a Dodgers championship shirt, and I was really happy for someone because I was like, they were like, sale, I want to go get a Dodgers championship sweater. So yeah, that's jealous. pretty cool. Jealous. Jealous of the Dodgers. It's a great promo code, too. Whoever came up with that, it's very inventive. Winter. Did Trev coming. come up with it? I thought, like, did Trev did... come up with it. Oh. That's me. Jake came up with it. If mm -hmm. Game of Thrones ended better, we'd always be saying winter is coming, but nobody even uses that anymore. It's so sad, man. They blew it. They blew Incredible. it. Incredible. It's just been wiped from, like, our memories. People are embarrassed to reference it. Remake 10 I'm years. Embarrassed. Anyway, we can start with the Jared Porter news. Mets GM just got hired, was with the Cubs forever. ESPN article just came out detailing um, his harassment of a... Uh, a I don't I don't know her name a foreign reporter that uh, was she's still anonymous she's still anonymous That's part of the like deal oh, okay so she's a foreign reporter um, back in 2016 so we're going five years back but that still puts Jared Porter I think he's 41 now as like a 36 year old man doing this insane insane behavior 62 texts in a row. Uh, sending pictures of his bulge, of his bed, just saying you like, using, uh, drawing out his own emojis like it's 2002 and giving them noses, which yeah. is always weird. Like, why would you give your emoji a nose? It's the ugliest part of the face and everyone knows that. So it's just a really disgusting and it, it just, like it's harassment. That's why Foolish Baseball, who's a friend of the program, I was trying to wrap my head around like wording this because, like, it's not like this dude was trying to, like, flirt with a girl and she didn't respond. It's not like, like, oh, he shot a shot and he missed. It's not that. Like, so Foolish Baseball, Bailey, our buddy, he said this. Everything about this situation is sickening. 62 unanswered text messages targeting a foreigner while she's still learning the language and culture and then making her feel unsafe at the ballpark. It's not just a failed attempt at making a pass. It's not a faux pas. It's predatory. And that's kind of how it reads. And I thought Bailey did a really good job uh, summing it up that way. The Mets acted swiftly um, and fired him. I know sociopaths exist, but it always blows my mind. Like, you could be that unhinged. He was sending these texts at, like, afternoon time, Trev, like 7 p.m., like a string of five at 7 p.m. Like, you, you know, part of my brain, I, I try to make excuses for everyone right away. Uh, it's just like kind of how my brain works sometimes, and sometimes people get mad at me for it. But I was like, oh, maybe he's just really drunk and, and uh, you know, hopefully it's still terrible. But they were like afternoon, like while he's working. Like while he's working, he was harassing this woman. Bizarre. And terrible. So he's gone. Trev? Yeah, he's a loser. He's a loser. That's like the, the best word to describe someone like that is you're a loser. And apparently, I mean, it's not like he didn't take no for an answer. She didn't even respond, bro. Like, just like give it up. Stop. What are you doing? Like, that's my thought is like, I can't even like get into that headspace, I guess, because I'm not a loser. I don't know. <laughs> Like I just it, to me, I, I feel the same way as you. It's obviously just like crazy wrong. You should never do anything like that. But I can't even comprehend even 
like wanting to do that or trying to do that. Dude, no. just like, oh. And he's not a one-off. Like if you were to ask any female that's in our circle of baseball world that we like love and enjoy working with to show us their DMs, like it'd be, there's so many people out there. There's people listening right now that have done it to this show. So if you're one of those people, never do it again. And that's the the other part you mentioned, yeah. Foolish Baseball's tweet that summed up a lot of our thoughts. I mean, it, it started with, like, the casual abuse of power where he was an insider. I forget his job title at the time. I forget if he was the director of the farm or something like that. But she initially, like, when they started talking, she was like, oh, like, this guy can give me information and, like, help me be a better reporter. Um, and then it spun into what it did. And it's... It's disgusting. It sucks. Uh, good on Cohen and the Mets to act on it. I mean, they had to with Steve Cohen coming in and being the king of Twitter. And what do you guys want to see at the ballpark? Well, not your GM. So he, uh, they made the move. It had to be done. And, Jim, at the same time, I, I told you this earlier because I, I am a believer in, you know, like second chances. And, you know, it's weird. Where do you draw the line and blah, blah, blah. And I get that. So, you know, I was I go back to the Mike Vick example. He did some terrible stuff with dogfighting. I mean, went to jail for it, and then he also he got involved in that community. He, like, dedicated part of his life, he still does, to stopping dogfighting. And at a certain point, time goes on, and it's like, okay, like, he's clearly learned from his mistake and move on. Like, I don't even know what to do with this cat. Like, I... It's like <laughs> Is it like sex rehab? No, because it wasn't even that It's just like creep rehab And I went to his Wikipedia to see if he had a family um, And the only thing it says on his Wikipedia About his personal life Is like his cousin is a coach for the Penguins Or something like that Like an NHL team So I wanted to be like, you know Seems like a dude that doesn't have a female in his life A lot That's what I was looking for Like no sisters, no Daughters or anything Sure So I think Get a sister Would help him out Get a sister Adopt a sister Adopt a sister And that maybe might Help him out like The female perspective I also have his phone number Trev Weird flex Like someone gave me His phone number I've never once texted it Because I don't know What I would even do Like hey But I was thinking About sending um, A stock image Of uh, Like not An actual dick Like Richard Dixon Oh, like a Cause he, cause someone he, who could go by just dick. harassing him because he yeah. said that the picture of his dick. No, it was just a stock image joke. It wasn't really my dick. So what if I just sent him like a string of stock image? I can't send him mine. Right? Dicks and docs. No, and I'm part of the problem. Then you're part of the problem. Okay. Yeah. His just, Wikipedia does na- does now say he was married and divorced in 2014. So I don't know. Oh, it's so also, he was just out on the lamb. He's like, hey, I'm a free man now. Well, that's what I'm wondering. He's, text if he's going to come back women. with, like, I was unhinged and I had a bad day or something. I don't even know, but. It wasn't even one day, right? It was over the period of a bunch of months? Yeah. Years. Years? Yeah. Here's, my, here's my advice to any young male out there, young kid, specifically male, because that's obviously what I know. Get yourself a mentor, dude, a good person to model yourself after. And if you're my age, be a good mentor, be a good example. So shit like this doesn't happen. It's annoying. It's stupid. Nobody wants to deal with it. It's abusive. And I think part of the reason is these guys don't have a a good figure to look up to. So either get one if you're young or be one if you're older. Solves a lot of problems. You could save someone from doing something stupid like this. I think a good lesson is like don't annoy people, and yeah. it's very very simple. Also, yeah, girls don't like that. <laughs> like, 
Newsflash, desperation is horrible. It's one of the worst things that you can do around a girl. Don't be desperate. And like, I mean, that's a whole nother story. But like I said, get a good mentor. It will, it'll change your life. And I, I was wondering, cause I was like, wow, this is really bad. I was, is, is there a world where they, they somehow say this? Like if this is Cohen's guy, like what are they going to spin? What are they going to do? And then I was picturing like the female Mets beat reporters. And I was like, that you literally can't. There yeah, is no, no spin zone in the world. There was literally nothing. Because it's as creepy and as like as bad as it gets. Yeah. So he's out, and they have to get a new GM. Imagine if they get Theo now, which would be so weird because Theo was part of the problem kind of. Because this, this was a Cubs problem that the Cubs kind of swept Ooh. under the rug, and Ooh. they sent it to the Did Mets. they know? I think... I read somewhere I heard, that they I knew. I read something about a Cubs employee. Okay. You're right. I didn't even think about that. I didn't put two and two together. Maybe Theo was like, let's leak this. Maybe Theo. No, I'm not going to make a joke. Yeah. Okay. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Uh, the big news. Baseball. The big baseball news. The Padres acquired another pitcher. Joe Musgrove from the Pirates in a three-team trade. The Mets are involved. Mets are getting Joey Lucchetti. Lugo from the Padres and the Padres are getting Joe Musgrove and the Pirates are getting five prospects. Uh, Some of the names of the prospects are David Bednar, Drake Fellows, Omar Cruz, um, Andy Rodriguez, Hudson Head, Hudson Head, Andy Rodriguez um, went from the the Mets. Mets. Yes. Yes. So, it's oh. a lot of moving parts. I don't really care about the prospects a lot. It's a lot of 18-9 Charles. I looked in briefly. It's a lot of far Good away. Good luck, kids. Good luck, kids. Uh, Pirates, hopefully you can do well. Trev, I want to give you a little insight. We did a Talking Yanks episode, Jake and I, where I went through every pitcher yesterday that makes $5 million or less, and we we went through them one by one and said, no, those that guy will never be traded no, this guy will never be traded. Yeah, okay, that guy could be traded. And then all the people that fell in, they're like, oh, okay, that guy's on a team that might trade him away. We talked about how much we liked him. Jake and I landed. We wanted the Yankees to get Joe Musgrove. He was our, like, number one we came away with, kind of like, yeah, go get him. Five hours later, the Padres get him. So that was a bit of a waste of an episode of Talking Yanks, I guess. But Joe Musgrove is a dude that had really, really good stats last year. Uh, Analytics, he was in... Top 7% in exit velocity against him. He was in the top 10% for K percentage. Top 6% for walk percentage. Uh, His whiff rate went up a ton. The analytics, like, really love him in the small sample from last year. And he's cheap. I think it's $4 million. The Padres are just scooping up everyone. Yeah, I was curious to see what you guys thought about it because the first thing when I saw this trade was a bunch of people raving about Musgrove and specifically it was like the analytically driven people. And there was a bunch of numbers, and I'm in baseball, Mm. a bunch of numbers I didn't understand. Um, But they were raving about it, so I went to the baseball reference page, a little bit more my speed, and checked it all out. And yeah, it seems like he maybe figured some things out last year. His K's per nine spiked. Uh, he had his best year, obviously, last year. He pitched to a 116 ERA+. plus. Um, he is cheap. 
Uh, a couple things I noticed that are a little strange. He was a first rounder, but he was the 46th overall pick. How many picks did we have in the first round that year? <laughs> what was of, going on? A lot, lot of compensation of, picks that year. That was interesting to me. <laughs> the second thing I started to think about was the Padres have too many pitchers. Can never have too many pitchers. You know man. who it really sucks for? Paddock. Paddock. Like what? This guy, the sheriff, he was the guy, and now he's not the guy. He might even not even be in the rotation. No, no, no. he'll. I think is, he'll is be he in the rotation. A, what does he do now? So, so right now they're starting five because Clevenger is out next year. So you know they. It's not like we can just add Clevenger to the rotation. Some of these moves they're making do the fact that Clev is out next year. So right now the rotation is Darvish, Snell, Lamette, Musgrove, and Paddock. Uh, that's listed as fan graphs. They have the top prospect, Gore. They can probably now. Yeah, Gore coming up. They, well, Trev, now they kind of have options with him. If if they want to either mess with what his I'm service time. This guy was like a one for them. Who? Paddock? Was, yeah, Paddock was like a one or a well, two. Well, Lamette was better last year, but... But, uh, Trev, you want guys. like Think of it this way. Paddock's going to get starts, and now he has all these guys to talk to and, I get, I love and bounce it. off. It, you want seven guys. You want seven starters. right? Someone's going to get hurt. Clev's already out. And now they have Musgrove for two years. They have Snell for three years. They have Darvish for three years. They have Paddock, Lamette, Gore, and everyone else for, like, whatever, four to six years between them all and Musgrove's in there. Am I missing anyone? Like they have so many now. I, I they got bodies. Morahone is a young Marahone, pitcher that he's supposed, to be a st- he's supposed to be a starter at some point. So yeah, Trev, I, I understand what you're saying, but I also think we're getting to a point with baseball that there's all these teams that are selling that, you know, uh, Yankees Twitter has been going nuts about Luis Castillo fed the beast a little on that, but you know, look, the Padres are building somewhat of a baseball super team. And it's because in their same division is another baseball super team. So, like, you know, oh, no. I, I don't think we can even – you're saying that the Padres, maybe they have too many starters? Like, no, dude, they might not even be the favorites in their own division still. And if they're so, all healthy, you just take you take some of these rookies and you put them to the pen at the end of the year, and now you got – you know, if Gore gets – if he can, Gore can get some starts, Morhone can get some starts, and then, you know, while someone's hurt for a month, and then, all right, well, now you're just going to go to the pen and be, like, a bolt guy. Or a one-inning guy. Like, we've seen that happen a lot. David Price back in 2008. Like, Waka did it. Um, a lot of, I obviously, totally there's a lot of that you want pitching. I, that's not my, I guess that's not my point. It's like, I didn't mean to say they have too much pitching because you could never have too much pitching. My point is they have too many, like, good starters that, like, they aren't going to get the value out of them. So, in my head, they've still kept a lot of their top prospects. Uh, but they lost some depth in their in their farm system. I'm I'm thinking one of these guys is going to go somewhere else. Pitching, starting pitching is still a big need throughout the league. Obviously, like I I don't see how they might replenish the farm system with one of these guys, and they, they then they upgraded, kept all their top prospects, and still kept their depth. It's going to be it's a wonderful place to be, Trev. Yeah. Wonderful place to be if everyone's healthy and they want to move you know next year if they want to move one of these guys like Musgrove next year if they want to move him at the deadline or at the end of next year because Clev's getting healthy great if they want to move one of these younger guys um for a bunt for a haul they can the Padres are in a great spot uh I like it for them 
They, they again didn't give up much. Some of the guys in this name in this weren't even in their top like thirty prospects of their own system. That was the big thing going around Twitter yesterday was that they still have the most top one hundred prospects in baseball. Which again, you know, a prospect's a prospect, but that top one hundred is kind of the group we look at. That it's like okay, these guys should have a shot uh, of some sort to make it to the major. So. Yeah, and I, I mean, Trev, you know, Paddock, short season last year, he had a four seven three ERA. So it's going to be a little bit sink or swim. Like, if you if you can't figure it out, you're going to go to the pen, and we're going to call up Gore. So, I mean, those guys are going to get used. Like, pitching, especially next season, coming off of the short season, there's no such thing as too much pitching. Um, yeah. And, totally. and like you're saying, it, it could be a good problem to have. A, the guy that was also part of this equation, who was a guy I kind of liked that was uh, starting to get overmatched, was Joey Lucchesi, who moves in this trade. He goes over to the Mets as part of it. Uh, I think me and Jim, have, we haven't, sometimes when we're doing talking baseball dives, we kind of look at each other and talk around the topic, but not fully in the topic because we want to save the juice for the show. I think we both kind of like Lucchesi for the Mets. He's a lefty. He's going to throw you some innings. You know, the high-end potential isn't there, but also I don't think the low-end potential is there. I mean, he's he's a younger guy who's thrown some major league innings, and again, I think this year is going to be a race for innings where the Mets just gave up a minor league catcher who I don't think, you know, people aren't screaming from the rooftops about to to get a lefty that can twirl it this year, sure. I think he's listed as a catcher slash outfielder, so he might sure. not slash be first a baseman. Same. So, he's just a hitter in the minors. Pick so me. I uh you know, what's really cool about this is yeah, we were talking about Padres, they've done all this, they've had an excellent offseason, but the Dodgers are still there. The boogeyman is still there in the division. The thing this really does, the way they've constructed their team and their farm system, they can go get something at the trade deadline. They have, like, prospects are prospects. They're slap dicks until they're not. Thank you, Blake Snow, for that. Mm. But what they are is they're worth something. It's capital, man. So they have a ton of capital to go work with. It doesn't have to be money. It's prospect capital. If they need another bat, if they need that lockdown reliever, which I think that'll probably be what happens for them. If they get into the season, like, dang, we'd really like a good closer and this team stinks. So they want to get rid of everybody. We have the prospect capital to go out and get someone and to make themselves. I mean, if they're not already a real world series contender, which I believe they are, that's the way that they can hit the next tier to get to the Dodgers level. I mean, they can go out and get, I mean, I don't even know who will be available. Who's a lockdown reliever that will be available. Somebody will be available. Hater. And they have the means. Hater. Exactly. They have the means to go out and get somebody through prospect capital. So this has just been a master class uh, of an offseason. And we talked about this. We said teams that are aggressive are going to be able to get some really good players for cheap. Guess what's happened? Teams that are aggressive have gotten some really good players for cheap. Yeah, and the Pirates, who knows what they got. Yeah, yeah, Cole Tucker. And uh, hot. Trev, the only thing I'd add to what you say is, I mean, look at the what they've traded or slash paid for some of these guys. Like, you know, I don't think they'd trade McKenzie Gore for anyone. Like, there's a day in baseball where it's like you trade a top prospect. Like, no, like they're as vested in him at this point that if they make a, a, a move for a reliever, they still don't even have to give up their guys. They've tried to build – 
themselves up for a sustained run for the next five, ten years, which also makes me a little nervous because it was the line you got mad about the other day. Exactly. It's the reaction you just had now where I, I think the new formula is let's be as good as we can for as long as we can and get in the dance and see what happens. Um, so at the same time, I hear what you're saying, but I don't think they'll ever do like a Death Star move. Like, could they go out and get a closer at, oh, during this season? Will. Absolutely, but... The like Padres? they've already got a lineup. They've, they've already made got a bunch some of death. death star moves. I mean, they, yeah, just, they, they went and got I all the pitchers. Feel like they already are a death star, and this is teams that win. We're in saying the they're playoffs. not the favorite in their own division. They could be now. They could be now. Teams that win in their division, or excuse me, teams that win in the postseason, like they have bullpens now. I don't know about the Padres bullpen. They it's could not be great. Completely true. Ignorant to it, but like they, like I said, I think that'll be the move during the off, or during the season. Nineteen Nats, eighteen Red Sox. If you have pitchers that you can go throw into the bullpen to give you innings, sure. then that's kind of the new formula. Padres did it last year. Yeah, Padres got some guys to throw in the bullpen in the playoffs. Yeah, so yeah, Musgrove might be one of them. Interested to see for Musgrove because it was only I like the, eight stars. I think last I like year. the Padres rotation better than the Dodgers now. I think the rotation, yeah, yeah. I don't know, Dodgers. Have, I mean, who? Clayton Kershaw, Kershaw Bueller, Bueller, Uriah, May. Urias, um, David Price, and Dustin May is what like they kind of have listed right now. Dude, I think Dustin May is an absolute, and I think he we haven't even seen the best from that guy yet. Someone needs to hone his ability because he, I think he just will. gets hit. Al Leiter would love to be his personal pitching coach. Hot. And I know what he'd say. I, I think Stop throwing the cutter. Be, I think he'll end up being the number two there. I think it's going to be – I mean, and it's so – I feel like so disrespectful to Clayton Kershaw. <laughs> like, the guy's like literally like top three pitchers ever. Royalty. Maybe. Like, he's he's royalty. Is that what you just said? Yeah. Welcome. He is. I feel like I dis, I disrespect him so much. But I could see a, a scenario where it's like, Walker, Dustin May, those are your two dominant starters. Then you have Kershaw, who's obviously dominant still. I don't know, man. Dustin May needs I, I think Dustin May needs to deliver develop a, a new third pitch. Otherwise, he's, he's his third pitch right now isn't doing it. Uh the cutter it gets hit hard. So well, I don't know. But I don't know anything. With, uh, I'm repeating right. what Al Leiter says. Just the right grit mixture, and he'll turn into a monster. Bam. Mm. What about the – we talk about the Mets enough. Mets fans are always feisty. Mm. I like Lucchesi. How do you say it? Lucchesi? Lucchesi, Italian boy. Lugo. I like him. They have um, a Seth Lugo, so I don't think you can say Lugo. But that is Lucchesi's nickname. Sorry. He'll, yeah, whatever. He'll just bounce Seth out. It'll be a fight for the Lugos. I think, I think well, on the Lugo depth chart, Seth is family, higher. So that's cool. I don't know. Well, he's going to be battling out for the fifth spot with Mats. They're getting depth here with this. And, you know, Mats has been pretty bad, so make it a battle. So he didn't. He pitched, what, a couple innings last year? He got hurt? 5.2 innings, 13. It was, a bad, it was not good. It was bad for Lucassi last year. Good move for the Mets. Now the Pirates have to trade Tyone. 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 And I think the Yankees are going to grab him. Wow. All injured squad. Hot. Who else do they have? I mean, like, if you're the Pirates, 
you have guys you want to build around or do you not even have that? And you're like, we need to find guys to build around. Key Brian Hayes. Yes. You're saying we can build around him. Um, Cole Tucker on and Reynolds, off the right? field. Isn't there a Reynolds there? Uh, Reynolds, he had the really good rookie year. Adam Frazier. There's a couple pieces. I mean, they're very early in the rebuild. Yeah, I mean, they only have Frazier for two more years, Tyone for two more years, Chad Cool for two more years, Eric Gonzalez for two more years, Michael Feliz for two more years. So, like, those guys they can trade now if they want. Uh, and then they have Gregory Polanco. Still doing it. Is this the worst organization in baseball, or is that still the Texas Rangers? I, I feel like it's probably still the Texas Rangers. You're Texas Rangers. They're going full rebuild. I mean, if you look at, like, who's on their payroll, they have only – um, one guy with a guaranteed salary, like out of team control or arbitration or anymore, is Gregory Polanco. He's the only, besides uh, Felipe Vasquez, who's still getting money. It sucks because the city of Pittsburgh deserves a good baseball, good team. sports and town. When yeah. Their baseball team is good. It's like an incredible place to be. Like when McCutcheon was winning MVPs, they're making playoffs. Like that's a that's a. Sports town, man. Yeah. Well, they're work. I mean, at least they're kind of like activating a plan yeah, a here. Plan, yeah. I mean, it's just the plan's probably three years away, which is tough. Oh, I got a little something here. Okay. Joe Musgrove's nickname Moose. That's not allowed. Ooh, illegal. Two Lugos, two Mooses. Wow. Kessie's nickname is listed as Fuego. Fuego. So, how about that. All right. Um, end of trade. End of trade talk. Ba-da-da-da-da-da. Kluber goes to the Yankees. Very interesting where the price point rose to. And behind the scenes, people are reporting now that after Kluber's, what is it, inning that he pitched in front of scouts and stuff, he threw 30 pitches, that he had multiple offers, and the Yankees uh, came in at nine million. They thought he was going to get six, and everyone came in higher. The Yankees went with nine, uh, but that wasn't the highest bid for Corey Kluber. Other teams went nine, other teams went ten. So the Yankees had to re up to eleven. Um, that is what is being reported. So the Yankees get Kluber for one year, eleven million dollars, because Trev. I know you hate this, but because the Yankees are staying under the luxury tax. I'm not really a fan of how much they spent here and how much a tax it is on Corey Kluber, who is a little bit of a coin toss, hasn't pitched since 20, hasn't pitched well since 2018, hasn't really pitched since what May of 2019, very early May 2019, through one inning last year before getting hurt again. So uh, it's the Yankees are building a, a coin flip squad. We're calling it Cole in the question marks. He's just another. Question mark. Will Sevy be good? Will Herman come back? Will Davey become good? Will Clark Schmidt become good? Can Jordan Montgomery be a fourth starter, fifth starter? Can Kluber return to form? It's a, I, it's a lot of money. I wasn't a, not a fan of it. I'm happy to be wrong. But, you know, one injury. An injury to me seems more likely than a, a good full season of Corey Kluber. And you're take, they had like... 18 million left, and they spent 11 of it on Corey Kluber. So I'm not a fan. 
Yeah, I mean, look, I, I just did a breakdown on Klub's, uh Go check it out, sequence. Uh, I kind of go through some at-bats, letting people know what it's like from a hitter's perspective, what to expect. And one of the things I came away with was, one, his injuries in 2019 were flukish. He got hit with a line drive, broke his forearm, then he came back and hurt his oblique, which happens a lot when you're nursing something. Yeah. So I would say 2019, forget about it. 2020, he had a little shoulder uh, issue, no surgery. So I don't think these are like injuries that are going to, you know, derail his career. Some people think yeah. the shoulder injury actually happened early 2019. That's why his results were really poor. And he was battling mm-hmm. that while battling the other injuries. And that's why even when the oblique kind of healed, he still never got there. And that's why the Indians traded him. And then there is a lot of whatever about that. And if that's true, it's very scary. I just, I don't, this is the thing, the other thing I came away with is usually uh, a pitcher's velo will drop and that's when he becomes, he's got to figure it out and be a completely different pitcher. I don't think that's the case with Kluber. I think his velo is still there, but the real um, tidbit, which you're going to love, both of you guys and BBD and any Yankees fans out there, is that I don't think he needs that elite velo. He's never really had the elite velo, but he doesn't even need to be in the 94, 95 mile an hour range. I don't think he ever has been. Yeah. Yeah. He's a nine, he's a, he's a 90 to 94 guy, but he just tunnels the ball really well. All his pitches come out of the same exact arm slot. They all, you know, halfway there look the same. One goes down, one goes right, one goes left. And it's a guessing game. And when he hits his spots, you're in trouble. So I think the Yankees can count on him being able to be that same guy. Uh, But, you know, they just have to keep him on the mound. If he's on the mound, I think he's going to be effective because he just has, he has it. (laughs) I mean, it's just a tough at bat against him. If he's missing his spots, you can hit him but he doesn't miss his spots very much. I was looking at my stats. I have zero. I faced him the third most at bats in any of any pitcher I've ever faced in my career. I have zero walks against him. He doesn't walk people. So I think you guys are going to be happy with Klubes. Uh From all accounts, you know, we talked to my boy Swizzle Sticks. He says he's looking mm. incredible. Um, and yeah, we'll see, man. I think, I think the Yankees did a good job, even if you think they overpaid by $2 million. Talking baseball reporter. Anthony Swizzlesticks, thank you for reporting on that, our guy. Yeah, Please, man. Squeezy, whatever you want to call him, baby. It was exciting day in talking baseball and talking Yanks world because uh, your boy was on it, and we had a nice little workshop how to do it the right way, and we did. Take that, old media. Uh, when the number came out, <laughs> definitely an eyebrow raise. We, uh, we thought the number would be lower than that or at least incentive-laden. The thing we don't know is how healthy is that body Because, you know, I I was kind of I was wondering, what like, what should we be expecting from Corey Kluber? Like, obviously it's not the high-end 2014 to 2018 Two Cy Young Corey Kluber But, you know, can we expect him to be a reliable number two if he's out there? Um, And then is he going to be out there? Those are the questions you're asking 
I, I've talked myself into Corey Kluber as the pitcher. I mean, you look at his career and he's been effective. Obviously, if he's older and there's a little more coming off the ball. And Trev, you actually mentioned this as a throwing throwaway line, but I remember it because I listen when you speak to me uh, instead of vice versa. Uh, and you said you were a little worried about him in the porch at the stadium because he likes to work that outside corner. And, you know, if the hitter guesses right on the two-seamer, you can find that porch a little easier. So... I'm interested. It was con- it was a little reassuring hearing that there were other teams in on him at that price because I guess he does have that high-end potential that is exciting if he can be Corey Kluber. You don't hear a ton of stories about the you know 36-year-old pitcher who's been out a couple years and being lights out again, which I think is scary. And, I mean, this is a big bet for the Yanks. They are... They are paying Corey Kluber like he's a guy that should be in their playoff rotation. So if he is healthy, which I with Jim is the biggest question mark, how good can he be? So I'm excited. Cressy, his his performance guy is the Yankees athletic trainer, performance coach, or whatever. So uh, that's <laughs> that scares us more than excites us because it's like obviously he's gonna go to bat for his guy, <laughs> like you know he's. Hey, Cressy, is he healthy? No, I've been training him for yeah. five years and he's not. <laughs> no, this guy stinks. Uh, so it's like I don't an know. Easy yes. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be excited about it. The Yankees have enough question marks that I can buy in that a few of the things are gonna work out. Whether it's Kluber, Severino, Herman, uh, the young guys. But uh, yeah, that number was was definitely a little whoa. That's why they're gonna go get Jamison Tyone now, Tyone. and just add another coming back from injury question mark to the rotation. We'll just have Garrett Cole, and then you got Sevy, Kluber, Tyone, Monty, Herman, Davy, Clark, Juli Chassin. Mm. You know, the most important thing we haven't talked about when you're talking Same. about a guy going to the Yankees, the most important thing Shaving. that has to happen. He's going to look good in pinstripes. Yeah, yeah he's going to look good in pinstripes. Like, some guys are not pinstripe guys. They're not. But Corey Kluber is going to look really, really good in pinstripes. So that's, I think, people who may be doubting this a little bit, just remember that and how important that is. To the Yankee, what do you guys call yourself? The Yankee universe? That's a little much, but Evil Empire was like the Jose Contreras. Uh Boston named us the Evil Empire. Yeah. Yankees Universe. I think some what is it? Do say Yankees Universe, but I don't use I, uh, I don't say Yankees Universe. Yeah. So. The the, the other fans. night I blew I blew Teddy's mind the other night. We were reading a space exploration book, and we start talking about planets and stars and he i blew his mind that the sun is a star like that was oh yeah that blew his mind i get it and then we start talking about galaxies and how there's billions of stars in each galaxy and there's billions of galaxies and we start talking about there could be other people other you know other planets he's like like aliens i said yeah and dude he was like he didn't know what to think I don't. Probably a little scared. Probably, you know, I. I you didn't I give him a little of. I can't wrap uh, my mind around that. You didn't give him a little of daddy's medicine, did you? <laughs> he might have needed it to chill out. <laughs> Just to cope. Spinning. Just to cope with Go it. watch Interstellar with him. But he loves. <laughs> He's scared he loves, of bookshelves you know, forever. Face and stars and all that stuff right now. And, uh, anyways, Yankees universe, just relax a little bit. Huge. I think it's pretty Yankees tri state area better. I don't know. 
No, the tri-state area is a thing, but it's definitely not Yankees tri-state area. It just feels like it ends with a big thumbs up or a big thumbs down. And with the Yankees injury stuff the past couple years, it feels... Like that. I, think it's down good. I, I like this one. I I would I would uh I'm usually more pessimistic on these deals with older guys and all that, but I think this is gonna work out. Well we'll see what Speaking the of. rest of the moves are, are are and how much actually they have in until uh, they hit that threshold of the luxury tax. Was, I also think Clint Frazier is still gonna get traded. I know he doesn't want to get traded. I think I don't think so. He's the starting left fielder right now. And everyone else gets injured all the time. I mean Hicks, injury prone. Judge, injury prone. Talkman couldn't hit a fastball last year. And then, do they have enough money to bring Gardner back? So, I don't know. Um, Clint's been a bat to be traded for four years. Yeah, I'm sorry, I I misspoke. I didn't mean Clint. You guys know who I meant. Don't Voight. Yeah. Boy. Oh, I don't think so. I'm sorry. That's who I meant, and I I still believe that's happening. Okay. <sighs> okay. Uh, next up, another pitcher, another older guy. Lester goes to the Nats, the new Andy Ball Sanchez for the Nationals. He's the fourth starter now. Scherzer, Corbin, Strasburg, Lester. How much did he sign for? Five. According five. to the one side, I saw five, but I don't think I saw a report. report. I would have liked, liked five to six for Kluber. Right. I think, I think that I think teams knew Kluber wanted to go to the Yankees. This is very woe, this is this is very woe is me annoying Uh-oh. annoying annoying oh, Yank Ben. I think they're like, yeah, listen, Matt Blake is the is his old pitching friend from Cleveland and Cressy is his performance and some fucking team just bid ten million dollars knowing they were just gonna drive the Yankees price up. Because it makes no sense that Kluber's wow, getting eleven million. Yeah. In cash we wow. trust, man. In cash we trust. Anyway, Lester, this is a nice deal. I like this. The Cubs kind of treated him poorly. It came out that the Cubs didn't make him offer to like the very end, and it wasn't even competitive at all. It's like, why even do that then? Why would he even want to come back just to say they offered? Yeah. Exactly. Old man Nats, baby. Bring it back. They are the old man Nats. Oh, my God. Talk about electric. Scherzer, Corbin, Strasburg, Lester. Just being old in the dugout, <laughs> trying to dance and of- stuff. What's the average age of their top three starters? 33? Uh, no one can do that. Scherzer's 36, Lester's 37, Corbin 31, Strasburg 32. I'll go 34. Okay. Who's 37? Lester? Yeah. Damn, man. So what's the story? There's a story like he wanted to retire a cup. 34.3. Dang. They didn't do it. Math. What's going on with that story? I don't know the whole Cubs stuff there, but obviously the Cubs are kind of in a little bit in shambles right now. Let anyway. us know, Cubs fans. You know your Cubbies better than us. Yeah. Well, they're poor. They're poor. They're, you know, one of yeah. the biggest markets uh, <laughs> in the league. They're a poor franchise. They're only worth, you know, three, four billion dollars. No big deal. So, do we like what the Nats have done? They got Josh Bell. They got Schwarber. They got a fourth starter in Lester here. Um, what are you thinking? It's a tough division. <laughs> yeah, I like Turner, I Soto, Bell, Schwarber. Gets going. They're my real Muto sleeper. For expanded playoffs. That's what I think. It feels expanded like they're year. one stick away. Real Muto would be nice. You don't like Jan Gomes? You hate him. First Brazilian Ooh. major leaguer. Yes. I like that. Jan. There was a point where I did not like Jan Gomes. Okay. Uh, Tell us about it. Let it all out. 
I will. Uh, there was a play at the plate, and we thought that he stuck his leg out to trip, I believe it was Ryan Domit. Oh. So after that, we were not happy with the guy. And I believe we, we said something or maybe even threw at him. But then through some other guys that I knew on the Indians, uh, you know, nice guy. I talked to him at the plate and kind of got over that. But initially, yeah, I wasn't a big fan of Jan Gomes, but apparently he's a really nice guy. Okay. Send Ryan Domit a text. When he gets hot, he can hit. When's the last time you saw Ryan Domit? We still text. Okay. Um, but I haven't seen him in a long time, man. It's been a Since minute. He's kind of like he lives on a lake somewhere, like just having living his life. And love that. He got out of baseball and got out of baseball. It's out. It's hunting now. Lester's fun, man. I saw someone posted that his like his fastball miles per hour were done, and it's like, yeah, <laughs> so don't, he doesn't care at this point. Well, like, his last two seasons have been pretty poor, right? Yeah, but Jim, I you know I got in there and butter knifed a little bit. His last start last year was horrible, which kind of ruined everything. Um, and he's got enough decent starts that yeah, I mean, you want me to do the Jimmy Lytics on him? Yeah, do some Jimmy Lytics yeah. on him because you're not going to hate it. Okay, um, I'm reading I'm reading an article that says something about his Hall of Fame credentials. Is this guy a Hall of Famer? What am I like? Did I miss something? I think he's a Hall of Very Good guy. But when you're at the end of your career as one of those guys, people start 44. talking. Forty-four point six career. War. That's not correct. It's five awful starts, Jake, and it's it's six good starts, and and then a six and a half good starts, five awful starts. Not the best ratio there. Almost fifty percent good to bad, and like the bad was bad, the good was good. Yeah. I mean, I just look, I mean, this was an ESPN article, and it talked about his. Hall of Fame credentials. I just looked at his baseball reference page. I'm just, I sorry, John. Good pitcher. Uh, a I, good, I mean, Hall of Fame is crazy. To, it's so hard to get in the Hall of Fame. Some advice I would give to any baseball fan: mute the words Hall of Fame from your brain, because zero conversations or articles about the Hall of Fame are enjoyable to read, in my opinion. This is what this the sentence was: 200 wins and a chance at another title while cementing. His Hall of Fame credentials are what's on Lester's mind as he begins the final phase of his career. Yeah, if he goes out and he wins the Cy Young this year, let's talk about it. Next year. He had 20 good to serviceable starts in 19. And 10, you don't want. Still not amazing. Not amazing. Fourth starter for the Nats if they can bang and he can give them eat up innings. And then they go to the playoffs and they have their top three. I don't think anyone's complaining. I that think it's price like, point. Especially at that price point, I, I like the signing. I don't think it's like a game changer, but you got a no. guy that can eat innings now. Yeah. And yeah. give you a game. We can't fail to mention that He's old. when he was done in Chicago, he told three or four different bars, people can come drink Miller Lite on me today for free. And he picked up the tab. It was a big tab. And I think that was a cool way of him saying thank you to the city of Chicago and uh, I saw some tweet or someone refer to him as the greatest free agent signing, like in Cubs Ooh. history, or I don't know if they said in Cubs history, maybe recent Cubs history. 
I have no idea, but he's loved, loved there. I yeah. mean, why, why wouldn't Got he the be? World Series. Yeah. That's that's what they wanted. Uh, Trev, I think he was really good against you. What's going on there? Because that's normally your your guy, a soft-throwing lefty. Well, he wasn't a soft-throwing lefty, bro. I mean, I mean how, how soft do you want him throwing? 93, 94 with cut. That's not soft-throwing. Okay. Soft tossing, a soft-tossing lefty's... Game's changed, I guess. 88 to 90. 88 to 90. Yeah, like yeah, Lucchesi. That's what I would say. Played in the, played in 03, huh? You could count on one hand probably the amount of lefties that throw over 95 miles an hour. I mean, Chapman, Hader, Croquette, whatever. His What's name your, is what are your, what are your parameters for soft? I'd have like 92 is the top. Yeah, okay. But did Lester ever throw harder than that? I don't know. He, he, yeah, he was good. I don't know what my numbers are against him. I felt like I should probably hey, hit baby him. David. Two for 15, one strikeout, one walk, zero extra base hits. So that's why I'm asking. What years? What years? Damn. I don't know. That's just all, all of the numbers there. <laughs> yeah, you know. If you expand it, it doesn't. I like in on my hands, man. Like, I, put I the just link didn't get that. extended. I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry. Just curious. 2011, 2012, 14, 15, and 17. Okay. One so, of the hits was in 17. I did get a hit against him at Wrigley. I remember that. In 2011, his fastball was sitting 93.3. I'll give him that. I that's mean, that's for a lefty. Yeah, that's a decade ago. That's sitting. Three yeah. double plays in there. Oh, shit, Trev. Come on. <laughs> Big baby David. What the? F- <laughs> come on. I don't know if you guys know this. I was kind of a run-of-the-mill player, so don't be surprised if sometimes I'm good and sometimes I was I'm- looking for more of a scouting report. I wasn't taking a dig at you because, you know, lefty, that's kind of that's your niche market. Hey, Trev, being a run-of-the-mill major league player is pretty yeah, bad. Yeah, it ain't bad, bro. It's better than me. Why don't you shut up about I was hoping I was fishing right there. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. In news that we have on here that I don't truly care about, and I don't care if the team's fans are going to be upset with me because they want me to care. Mm. Kurt Suzuki goes to the Angels. Perez goes to the Red Sox. Do either of you have anything you want to say about these moves? I'd say Suzuki to the Angels. Don't big care. I think it could potentially rule them out on Real Muto. Like, I... That, that catching position was kind of open. How much do they give Suzuki? I mean, 1.5, but I think they have somebody else there as well. I don't think that rules them out. If they want to sign Rio Muto this offseason, I would laugh them out of the building. You have one problem that you need to address. <laughs> the Angels not. are pissing but me off. that's what makes them more in on him. The <laughs> Angels are pissing me off. Sign Tanaka and sign Bauer. Like, look what the Padres are doing. Yeah. And be, oh, what do we need? We need pitching. Oh, let's go get two of the top four available. Fuck, sign Odo too. You guys don't Dude, care about honestly, spending money. Honestly, honestly, this is good. Don't clip this. Okay. Nobody don't clip, clip this. what I'm about to say. Whisper it. Just trade Trout. Just trade him. Get him to somewhere else. Don't like, whisper that. Scream play. it. Scream it. If you're not going to put him in a position to be in the postseason, trade him. I guarantee there are franchises that will take on his money. Okay? If you are strapped for cash and you're sad that you gave Pujols all this money and then Rendon and uh, Trout, there are teams that will take these guys. Maybe not Pujols. 
at this point in his career, but he's a Hall of Famer. Love him very much. Don't mean any disrespect, Mr. Pools, but Trey Trout, get him out of there. Where would he go? Where would he go? I mean, thank you, no. You think the Yankees would go out and get him? It's like another office reference when Michael Scott is alluding to Pam that he's dating her mom and he just keeps nodding his head. It's like, you know, you know where thick old Mike Trout is going and just hitting dingers the opposite way. Phillies. His favorite team. It's good. Yeah. yeah he grew always oh, a New Jersey guy. But, which is but very close to Philly. South Eagles Jersey. Fan, he grew yeah. up a Phillies fan. He South yeah. Jersey's like Philadelphia teams mostly. And they talk like they the have only, garbage. Like, in their I'm mouth. trying to think of now where like he should go. Phillies is great. Yeah. Well, anyway, they got Suzuki. Uh, then Perez goes to the Red Sox. One, two, three. Throw some bullets, kid. Okay. Uh, arbitration got kind of messy for some players, not all players. Like our buddy Ian Happ is going to arbitration with the Cubs. Uh, who Flaherty. Are, fl- Jack, hey, I'm pissed at the Cardinals. Fucking stand-up organization, Cardinal way, do right, blah, 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 all the Cardinal shit. 600K for the young face of your franchise stud who's active on social media, putting himself out there, and a stud on the mound, and you're going to go dispute him over 600K? Go fuck yourselves, the Cardinals. That's our dude. I've been talking to him. I've been talking to him. But that's just a bullshit move, like... That's having a good relationship with that guy in the grand scheme of how much money the Cardinals have and all that, like 600K, just make him feel happy to be on the team. Like going to arbitration, now you're going to go in front of a judge or an arbiter and you're going to tell, to Jack's going to have to sit there and listen to all the reasons they think he's not worth an extra 600K. So you're just going to go to a courtroom and, and bash your own stud player 600K? It's so stupid. I'm, I, that was the one that was like, what the fuck? You guys know Jack. I know him very well. I mean, this is a guy who's very in tune, very with it. Like He watches The Dark Knight multiple times a month because he likes like the um, quotes in it. And like, if you're nice to Jack and, and like support him, he'll give you everything he's got. That's the kind of person he is, okay? But don't think for a second that when you go in here and slander him in an arbitration case, that he's just going to forget about it and go back to being that. That is not the kind of guy that Jack is. Now, he'll be professional. He'll go do his thing. But I promise you, you go slander this dude in arbitration after all he's done for you, he's going to remember it. You want to sign Jack Flaherty to a long-term deal? and try to get team-friendly with him, this ain't the way to do it, man. Yeah. There's a, lot, there's a lot of big names on the arbitration list. Correa, Dansby, Walker Bueller, Hap, Flaherty, uh, Soroka, Otani, and then even the second tier, but the second tier is where things start to make sense a little bit, like Donovan Solano's on there. Donnie Barrels kind of started raking last year, but the rest of his career wasn't that. So it's like, okay, I kind of get where discussion might start How much there. are we counting this? G-Man Choi, he's saying, look, I hit off the best pitcher in the league really easily. Let's DeGrom. I get it. It's a phrase. Um, but, you know, those big names, like, dude, 
Take care of your dudes, man. Correa is the biggest gap. Correa, the the <laughs> Trevor. Not nice. Correa asked for twelve point seven million. Uh, the Astros offered nine point seven. So if anyone has no idea how this works, I'll explain it really quick. Uh, if you cannot find a compromise and you're going to go to an arbiter, then the team says this is the number we want, and the player says this is the number we want, and the judge cannot split the difference. The judge picks one or picks the other. So Correa is either making 12.7 or he's making 9.7. The arbiter will choose. There's no middle ground. There's no more negotiating. Submit your bid. The arbiter chooses it. So that's where we're saying, and in those court hearings, they openly tell you everything they don't like about you and why you're not worth this much more money. So a lot of guys come out of their arbitration hearing and like defeated and, you know, I, there's a big story, and obviously I'm going to go to a Yankees reference because I'm a Yankees fan and I read all the Yankees books. Derek Jeter went to arbitration, and they just lit him up that he had no power, that blah, blah, blah. So the next year he went out, and I think he hit like 22 home runs, and he like opened up with a tear. And Dellen Batances went, and they he came out and said like, fuck that. He was like, I will remember this. Like, you guys just bashed me in a courtroom. So... It's not a fun process, and that's why when it's really close, like that's $3 million, so I get Correa and Astros are way off. Swanson's seven hundred Um Bueller is less than a million dollars. Hap is about nine hundred k. Flaherty's six hundred, And Flaherty, uh, the Cubs are being cheap. The Cardinals are trying to not, they're trying to manage payroll, but like Flaherty's your face, it's- man. I'll go a little bit more in depth on it really quickly. I mean, a lot of these teams have removed the emotion from this and they just say, we're a file and trial team. So we can't come to an agreement by the deadline. We'll file and we'll go to a trial and there's nothing in between that. Uh, That's the approach they take. So it can just go across the board. so So they have an excuse essentially to go do this. Like, Hey, this is what we've decided our organization is going to be. Most teams are not like that. Uh, it's trending that way just because as we get into more of the analytically driven, everyone is just a number thing. Like that's all they care about. So they'll be that. And I think the Cardinals have kind of said that that's what they want to be. But for years, the twins, when they were under the manager, uh, the general manager, Terry Ryan, who's very, one of the most respected people in the game. He's still with the Phillies now. Um, he didn't, he never wanted to go to an arbitration case because of that reason. He's like, these are my, people i pick these guys to be on the team why do i want to go bash them so there will be some of these some of these cases will be settled before the for the trial yeah uh but in the cardinals instance i believe they are considered a file and trial organization so they will go to this only because that's the that's the what the standard they've set in the organization and it's stupid we got uh out of the 13 guys that did not come to an agreement five of them our friends of the program yeah. here, so we'll be rooting for them to win. We got Swanson, Hap, Flaherty, Yarbrough, and Bueller. Go get your money. And uh, we we laughed at this, I, I think, on this very podcast when we were more of a CBA pod. But, man, it, when you describe arbitration as someone that's not in the baseball world, it's, it's a comedy show. It's an organization and a player – an organization telling a player they're not good enough. It's like, let's fix this system. That's good advice. 
I think that's that's everything we have here. For the listeners wondering when the trials happen, they're usually what early February, like right before spring training, I think. I don't remember. It's the end of January, early February, yeah. And and a lot of this is, you know, the Yankees came to a conclusion with everyone in arbitration, <clears throat> which uh, they're trying to stay under the luxury tax. So if you're a team that's skirting that line, you kind of need to just be know where you're at. Because if, say, say the Cardinal or the Astros, say they were like coming up on the line and you got $3 million that you don't know if you're giving the Correa or not, that alters your moving, your trades. That alters your signings right now because, you know, you're trying to squeeze under the threshold. So the Yankees just agreed with everyone. They don't always, but it was nice to see that this year. For a long time, they like never went to anything. Dellen was the first in a while, though. And then since then, they've had a couple get really close. Severino agreed to his extension on deadline day. Yeah, yeah. Um, right before the trial, Yankees-centric stuff. Yeah. Well, all right. A lot of good stuff happening in baseball. Some bad. Some bad, a lot of good. Padres, Nats, you guys got better. Mets, I like the move for the Mets, too. Lucchesi. Lucchesi. That is the episode. We thank you guys very much for tuning in and hanging out with us. Hopefully we get some more breaking news. Hopefully it's fun. It's not bad. Still some big free agents. Got to make moves, of big free agents. Ramuto Springer, like, aren't even being discussed. Bauer. Ramuto is. He's he's essentially going back to the Phillies. Where's Bauer going to go? That was a rumor the other day that the Phillies gave him a nine-digit offer, so... Apparently, Real Muto's in the game. He's not going to get that anywhere I've heard else. a single can... legitimate Bauer rumor. Well, I think Bauer is trying to announce wherever he goes on um, his own platform. Platform. So, I think he's probably opening up with, like, NDAs and, like, if you leak this, I'm out type oh, stuff. Yeah. 100%. 100%. So, and I also think Bauer wants to win, man. Like, he was – he might be changing from the uh, – you know, I only want one year and, and then make more, and I only want one year. But I still think, like, part of that is I want to – part of his reasoning for one year was I want to be go to a contender every year. So you wonder some of the teams in if he's like, doesn't believe in them. Yeah. I have no idea. He'd be he, want, he said he wants platform, too. Foolish to not go out and just take the bag now. Like, there's no chance – no chance – He'll take a one-year deal and do that anymore. Like the guy, this is his platform year, and he just won the Cy Young. Yeah, he's going for the bag. I don't know where the bag is coming from. I don't know, man. Angels, Angels. just grab them. Dodgers, how about that? Take that, Padres. Padres the Angels out, need right? to go Padres grab. Angels need to go grab Bauer and Tanaka, or they need to trade everyone because you're not competing. Trevor thinks he has it. Yeah. It would not surprise me. It would not surprise me. If Steve Cohen said, wow, we just had a horrible, horrible mm. PR scandal. We need something to go the other way because this is not what I signed up for. I took over this team because I want to change the culture. This didn't change the culture. It set us back. Now let's go change the narrative. It wouldn't surprise me if this week he signed with the Mets. There it is. Trevor would not be surprised. So be on the lookout for that. Done. Goodbye. See you. What's today? Tuesday? See you Thursday. For sure. Goodbye. Get out of here. I think the audio is playing.